On today's show, we're diving deep into Summer League, play-by-play, breakdown-by-breakdown, player-by-player. No, we'll go over the Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo trade, Eric Bledsoe, that weird trade that happened between the Grizzlies and the Clippers. Will the Mavericks be able to get in on it in some way? Will there be a buyout? Will there be some other move that gets Patrick Beverly to the Mavericks? And should the Mavericks go for it? When I woke up on Sunday, I didn't think we'd be talking about Metu, Beverly, and Rajon Rondo, but here we are because we're talking all about those three. Here we are, that and some J.J. Barea news coming up on Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And oh, we got a little fisticuffs happening here. We don't want to see that. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the summer league legend, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I was just, I was enjoying Sunday, just enjoying the summer league games. Uh, I just, I just love the product that's being put out there for summer league. It's just been a lot of fun. A lot of NBA players out there and... We had I so okay on a real note I watched that was a, lie, do- that was a real time lie detector test by the way that that dropped just now I watched the uh, the Malice at the Palace uh, doc on Netflix a few nights ago really so good yeah then this you know Mavericks King uh, Kings game happens and I'm like oh round two let's go <laughs> and uh, yeah watching documentaries like that does make it in your mind like oh this could happen all the time like no that was like a one-time thing that will yeah. never ever happen again like just never but you're like oh anything could get to that level like no that was kind of a one-time deal it was it was a great doc by the way it was shorter i was i was expecting it and then it just ended i was like all right well, i guess I know, it was it, only but... an hour it threw me off yeah. too i was like oh we got it's another good. half hour in this nope uh, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com right now and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, we have to talk about the trade that happened. We got a trade in the NBA that Eric Bledsoe will be headed back to the Los Angeles Clippers and going to the Memphis Grizzlies, Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and another player. And... <laughs> I'm <laughs> Daniel Aturu. Uh, there you go. Rajon Rondo going to the Grizzlies. I would imagine he gets bought out. The one that's interesting to me is Patrick Beverly because he already tweeted grit and grind. People have been talking about him getting bought out, but I don't understand the the rationale for the Grizzlies to make this deal buy and buy out both of these guys that they just acquired. Well, it's probably just a money-saving thing for them. You know, Bledsoe is guaranteed, you know, around $4 million next year. So it clears up a little extra cap, you know, for them. Not that it matters, you know, in the you know grand scheme of things for them. It's not like they're a huge market, but still clears up some cap. And we don't know how, like, negotiations with Bledsoe is going either. Like, what if Bledsoe's like, I don't want to do any type of buyout, like, at all. I want to get my money. And let's just say they do buy out both of these guys. Then it's like, hey, they could save like $10 million this year and like $4 million next year. Then I could totally see it from a money, you know, perspective and like an agent do right type thing too of like, hey, like, 
cool. Bledsoe, you're here. We're going to get you to a better place somewhere you want to, and we'll save money at the same time. So now if Beverly stayed on that roster or, you know, one of him or Rondo for the rest of the season, I wouldn't be shocked either. But I also think there's a good chance that they're both not on the roster come training camp. Yeah, it's a weird kind of either or type situation. It just depends on what Memphis is thinking. So it could be that they are like, okay, we really want Rondo because we want a veteran point guard. We want him to kind of do the same thing that the Hawks wanted him to do. And we saw how that turned out. It didn't necessarily work out for them, but they did get two seconds and Lou Williams for him. So that was a pretty good deal uh, for the Clippers. But the, uh, so if they wanted to keep Rondo, I think I could understand just from the veteran standpoint. We want that guy to help this, t- this, this roster and all that. If we want Beverly, then all of a sudden you have a pretty decent backup point guard with, I mean, him and D'Anthony De- Melton trying to defend. Yeah. Like, oof, man, Dylan that, Brooks, if that, all three of them were playing. Yeah, all three of those guys throw him out if you need a couple stops here and there for, you know, if John Moran's off the court. Like, all of a sudden, that lineup is pretty interesting, pretty spicy. So you could you could, you could could talk yourself into one of those two staying, but it, it would be really surprising to me if, if both of those guys are still on the roster come training camp. Yeah, probably me too. I just when I think of Pat Beverly, I think of one thing. I think of Luka Doncic telling me he's too small with another word added in that line too. too effing small. And I just absolutely love it. So welcome to the division. It it will be fun. You get to <laughs> uh, play Luka uh, multiple, you know, more than uh, twice a year now. But there's obviously been a Mavericks angle to this too. We've been looking at vets across the league, vets that could get bought out. Um, I don't. No, if this is breaking news for some people out there, but Patrick Beverly's not a secondary creator. I'm sorry. I just, I wanted to get that out there. But I, I actually do want to be clear on this, though, because I've, I've seen people throw the term secondary creator. I've seen people on like, on, uh, on comments on like Mavs Moneyball or on Reddit say, well, Nico and Jason Kidd expect Porzingis to be the secondary creator. I'm like, okay, first, like that's not that, that's not what that term means. Like, a secondary creator is different than like your secondary scorer or your secondary like yeah. bucket getter or somebody like can that. Can be the same person. Can it be. can be right, but they want a guy that can do two things: that can create their own shot and create a shot for somebody else. That's what that's what the secondary and creator means. You can create a shot for yourself and for somebody else. Porzingis cannot create a shot for somebody else. He's a decent passer, but he's not creating any of those shots. He's finding guys that are that are already getting themselves open, which is great. But Luca can get a guy open. Dragic can get a guy open. You know, yeah. a lot of these point guards we've been talking about all summer can get a guy open. And so I, I think that that is, is a lot of the, the difference uh, between that. And so Patrick Beverly doesn't do that. He, he can hit an open three, which is like great. 39% from three. So like he yeah. can hit, he can hit the three. He can hit a three, which is, which is great, but he's not handling the ball and driving and kicking to guys. And he's not doing all that kind of stuff in the NBA or in a, a playoff series even. So, so here's my thing with Beverly. Obviously he's a cheap player. He takes some cheap shots. I'm not the biggest, biggest fan of him. If he's for free, let's talk about it. Same agent as Luca, Bill Duffy. We know the interest last, you know, was I guess two summers ago at this point. 2019. Oh! <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Bill Duffy, uh, who was at Luca Doncic's press conference in Slovenia and on that panel that you saw that, yeah, you know, yeah. that all the pictures that were tweeted out and everything. Like Bill Duffy, big deal for the Mavericks right now. For sure. So there's obviously that relationship there. If, Patrick Beverly, you know, he goes to Memphis. He's on a $14 million expiring contract. So too big of a contract to go into the traded player exception. So it's not like if if you're in the camp saying, hey, I want him in Dallas right now, which I would assume there's not a lot of people in that camp. But for Patrick Beverly? Yeah. No, I think there would be. Not Rondo, Mm -hmm. but 
Oh, there are no. a couple of people suggesting even... Rondo in my mentions. Today, no, 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 so no, no, no. We're not I, even I having that, that conversation. So I think that there will be some for Beverly. <laughs> so here's my thing. I would not trade Dwight Powell for Beverly. I don't care about the $11 million next year. Get, give me Dwight Powell in this roster. You don't think I that would... Patrick Beverly would bring more to the table as a basketball yeah. player than what Dwight would Powell tra- would bring next year? I would not trade Dwight Powell for Patrick Beverly. But if Beverly got for bought what out. reasons? Just because of... Because Any, of, like, what reason do we? What reason would you? Because he can hit a three. He can hit a three, and he can defend, and he can defend at least decently well. He may not be elite anymore, but you he's at least him? decently well. And then all of a sudden, you have this expiring contract of a guy that does two things that your team really needs, whereas Dwight does several things that you know he's several things that the team doesn't need anymore. Right? I just feel like I don't know if I can consciously sit here and say that I would trade Dwight for Beverly. I, I, you really I wouldn't just, do that. I wouldn't do it, man. I'm just that I'm that far. If I can say this one time, I'm that far out on Patrick Beverly, but if he's for free, let's talk about it. <laughs> so like, that's, that's how far down the road I am. You were, with, would you trade Dwight Powell for Kelly Oubre? Yeah. This is yeah. so odd that we're on such opposite ends of the spectrum on this. <laughs> Wait, you think Patrick Beverly is more valuable than Kelly Oubre? I think Did I Did you rather- not just watch Kelly Oubre? I mean, Patrick Beverly looked like a, a child at daycare in the playoffs against, against Luca, but he wouldn't be playing against Luca if he was on Luca's team. And then that's he, true. Andy, he, he had looked, a better he series. Looked, he looked yeah. better in the next series. So against the Jazz. That's true. So I, I think that Patrick Beverly would be better. He would hit an open three and he would defend. Those are two and, things. And that I, need. I'm not saying I'm 1000% against him being a doubt. If he was for free, if he got bought out and they said, Hey, Bill Duffy Mavericks, he he's interested coming on board to come off the bench. I would I would at least think about it. I wouldn't say I would be down at Victory Park buying a Pat Beverly jersey at the hangar, but I would like I would at least think about it at that point. Just because they I want somebody on this team that has the passion and all of that stuff, and he would bring that. And so I would like that side, even though it's been so annoying to play against and he takes cheap shots. But for free, I'm thinking about it. A trade, there's no there's no contracts, no way that Mavericks could trade for him and I would be happy. Is it does does your not wanting to trade for Beverly with Dwight Powell have anything to do with the Dragic situation? Because we're going to get into that Dragic situation. Uh, John Hollinger had a really good point about it. Does it have anything to do with that for you? A little bit. I just and wanting man. to use his contract for a different trade. You really just think Dwight Powell, the player and the person, is yeah. better for the Mavericks than Patrick Beverly would be. Yeah. This upcoming season. Yeah. Like there's a world that it was that's Pat a little, Beverly that's a little, that's does a spicy. There's a world that Pat Beverly does something so stupid that he's out for like three. Like Dwight's never doing that. You also that. just Dwight's watched the a- Malice at the Palace about all the all the Meta World piece Ron Artest stuff where he comes in and he does something dumb at the end of a at the end of a conference finals game and they lose to the Pistons because of it. And, so, and it's so and- <laughs> hard for me to even say this because I I miss that stuff. Like I watched that and like all of that was like super bad. But like I miss the physicality. Like you hear me talk about this all the time. Like oh you know the NBA being weaker than the nineties and like all this stuff. I miss all the hard fouls. And I, 99% of the time, I love players who are edgy like Bev. I just think Bev's like crossed the line so many times that I'm just like, I'm so far down the road of just being all out on him that, and you know what? You could call my, call my bluff. And if he's on the Mavs in three months and he's out there just in the AAC loves him and he's going nuts and his energy's crazy, I could be like, you know what? That's what they needed. And I will eat my words at that point. But at this moment, I just, I can't. It's a fine line with th- guys like that, though, right? Like the guys that you hate playing against, but you would love on your team. 
And if they do <laughs> yeah. go out of their way and do something like that, I, I think for you, it sounds like you just lost respect for a guy like that. The, the, I did. The yeah. Things that he does. I mean, the thing he did to Westbrook was that, that almost even Chris took Paul in the playoffs. It. What? I mean, but the thing is like in 2019, we were all for Patrick Beverly and Danny green as a backcourt coming to Dallas. Like, yeah. We were all for that. So in the last two years, basically you've completely changed on the Patrick Beverly front. It's just, I say completely changed as far as like trading for him. Once again, if he's for free and it's like a vet minimum contract after he's bought out, then I'm like, let's have the conversation. Like I could maybe be convinced then because if he does anything so stupid and it's so disrespectful, like you're cutting a minimum contract at that point, but to trade for him at $14 million, I don't, I don't, I'm not here for that. So yeah, between you and me and Kelly Oubre and Markinen and Patrick Beverly, we're on different ends of the spectrum on that one. <laughs> Coming up, let's get into some more uh, stuff. I mentioned that John Hollinger had an interesting suggestion about the Goran Dragic thing. If you thought the Goran Dragic news was just laboring on and laboring on for weeks <laughs> on end, it will continue if John Hollinger is right about his theory. So we'll talk about that and explain that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Sweatblock. Sweatblock is a new product that we are pushing here at Lockdown because it is really fascinating and a really good product. If you deal perf- with profusive sweat, you're, you're having to change clothes a lot, you're going outside in the 100-degree heat, and you're trying to, like, all right, I got to I gotta go outside and walk. If you're trying to walk somewhere, anywhere in Dallas right now, and go to a secondary location you're just going to have to bring a change of clothes because you're just going to sweat through all the clothes that you have, but not with sweat block doctor created doctor recommended works for up to seven days per use. Take the towelettes wipe under your arms and boom, all of a sudden seven days free and you will not have to change your clothes due to pit stains and all that kind of stuff. Go to sweatblock.com. Use the promo code lockdown. You'll get 20% off. They're also available in stores at CVS and at Amazon. If you want to go try them, go try it. Sweatblock.com promo code locked on. Also, I want to tell you about Indeed.com. General managers, ask yourself the right questions. Uh, <laughs> people, ask yourself the right questions. General managers ask themselves this question. Nico. They, th- they totally threw me off with this, this beginning of this. Do they have ice in their veins? Do players have ice in their veins? Do players come in and do dirty things? Do they come in and have the wrong motivations? All that kind of stuff. You need to know those things before a general manager brings a player in. And you, as a hiring manager, need to know those things before you bring someone new to your team. That matters. These people are going to be with you for eight, nine hours a day at your job. You need to know about these people. Indeed.com has the tools and the assessments to get you the right people that are not only qualified, but also great to work with and all that kind of stuff. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash lockdown, indeed.com slash hangup. Get a $75 job credit at indeed.com slash hangup or lockdown, indeed.com slash lockdown, offer valid through September 30th, terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this rumor. I guess it's... I'll just do yeah. a little one. I'll just do a little one. Because I don't know if this is a rumor. This is more of just a, a speculation from John Hollinger based on what he knows about the cap and all this kind of stuff. I'll just read it from you. This is from theathletic.com. John Hollinger, great stuff. Used to be the general manager or the vice president of basketball operations for the Memphis Grizzlies. Also the Hollinger and Duncan podcast on this network right now. Writes for the Athletic. He said, uh, Before I finish here, I will offer one carrot. There is some, quote, improving the deal potential that could be a factor here with Dragic. One still suspects Toronto might have him, might have gone the Dragic route because it had another trade set up to get value for him. In particular, it's possible the Raptors and Mavs are waiting until October 1st 
when the salary of Dallas big man Moses Brown can be aggregated to complete the deal that would send Brown, Dwight Powell, and one other small contract from Dallas to Toronto for Drogic, depending on the player-slash-asset combination. That could yield a rethink on the wisdom of the Raptors' overall strategy. So, October 1st, through six weeks out from this trade being able to happen. Media day will happen. I think... Well, no training camp will have ha- will have started already. Yeah, maybe we'll be in preseason games. Probably not at that point. But uh, what do you think about this speculation of how a trade could be in them waiting for the Mavericks and Raptors? Well, see, so I totally looked past that Moses Brown point. So when you trade for a player, you can't aggregate them with other players for Which two the Mavericks months. Did they traded for Moses Brown with the Josh Richardson deal they did before even free agency and all that. I know that seems like it was forever ago, but they traded Josh Richardson. That's how they got the traded player exception and Moses Brown. And now they can't trade Moses Brown, you know, uh, with other players on the with team. other players until his, his salary can be aggregated. I think it's like two months or it's three two months. months. Now yeah. last year, <laughs> last year was 19 days because it was a shortened season. You're like, man, it'd be nice if they carried on those rules. This is this a year. shortened off season. I can't imagine why they wouldn't do that same thing. It would be cool if they did, because it's, it could get super awkward if that's the case. I'm not gonna lie. When I read the Hollinger report, which John Hollinger threw this out there, no one else did first. John Hollinger did. And when he threw it out there, it's not a that, report, by the way, it's a speculation. I would, I would it say. is, but it's natural to tie the you know, like strings together like, oh, okay. Because, you know, Dwight has obviously had to be in that deal because of salary. Moses Brown hasn't been playing in summer league. Josh Green hasn't been playing in summer league. And it's one of those things where, you know, he says that he's like, and another smaller salary. Yep. Is that Josh Green? Is that Trey Burke? You know, both, you know, Burke's around four. You know, I think Josh's around three. So, both of them around that smaller salary thing. So it kind of makes sense, you know, on paper, if this is already kind of like halfway agreed to, um, it's just a long time, you know, it's six weeks. And like you said, it's going to get super weird going into media day. If Moses Brown, let's just say those three players are in this, let's just say that's agreed upon. And it's like Moses, Dwight, Josh green. And, like, do they come to training camp? Do they go to media day? Is it, is the news leaked out before then? If that's the, if this is, you know, like something and then like that part gets weird, but even a step further that give you maybe a, a, a little bit of indication of this is that that would be a three for one trade that would therefore open up two roster spots for the Mavericks. So what we've seen in the past is Dallas bring in these like G league guys as their three remaining spots in the camp. And it's like, Hey, cool. You're not going to make the roster. You're just going to go play, you know, in Frisco. But what if Dallas between now and the next like three or four weeks goes out and sounds like Frank Nelikina or like boogie or like those last three, you know, camp invites are actually like roster guys that could be on the roster. Then you're like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. That three for one trade or some three for one trade could very well be happening. Yeah, it makes it fascinating. All this stuff that we've heard. Like, we've heard these little rumors, and I know that people in the comments and stuff have said that this Drogish thing is just dragging on and dragging out. Well, it's because people keep mentioning it here and there, and there's just been little stuff. Like Zach Lowe mentioned, I really think the Mavericks are going to get their secondary creator. Maybe he's already heard that this deal is happening, but they don't want to, you know, yeah. make it slip before because of, remember, the, the Bogdanovich stuff from last year and all that, all, the, all these deals that have kind of been uh, – have been pitched before. And then all of a sudden the team, what the bulls are going through right now, the bulls may get fined or the bulls may get a draft pick taken away because of the Lonzo stuff. That's been, that's been talked about. And so they don't want that to happen for the Mavericks. And now, you know, it's hush hush, but something 
may happen. So that's a possibility. What would you think about? So, so this trade, if we just look at it, Dragic for Dwight Powell, and maybe it's Josh Green and Moses Brown. I, I can imagine some Mavs fans being frustrated with that deal because young player Moses Brown, we've kind of talked ourselves into as, oh, he can do some of the things that Mavs want centers to do, and Luca could make him something awesome. He's had 2020 games in the past. He's had some really good games. He had a really good game against the Mavs last year. That could be a guy that could really grow into that role. And Josh Green is a guy that we haven't seen get a real shake in the NBA because Rick Carlisle doesn't play rookies. And now all of a sudden we're, we're losing two guys that have some potential that are younger than Luca, right? There's not many players yeah. like that. And all of a sudden you're losing both of those guys for Dragic, who is, you know, 35 and on a one-year deal. That's where I think there's probably some people in the comments below that's already uh, talking right now saying, why would we give up Josh Green for a you know, mid-30 score on Dragic? And, you know, I think for Toronto, that that would be a reason why I would hold out, right? Like if I could, you know, move off the expiring of Dragic and get, you know, Josh Green and Moses Brown, like two younger dudes. And, I mean, that's I think that's a good return for them. And if you're Dallas, it's like, you know, I think it really boils down to the Josh Green thing. And I, I could see where Mavs fans are probably debating. You know, some are debating here and there. It's like, well, I would, you know, let's give Josh Green, you know, a chance because I hear that of everything that's happened for him over the past, you know, over his NBA career so far. Could he be something? He very well could be something. But if you had to give him up to get Goran Dragic, I would do it. You would do it. You give up both of those guys and you'd, you'd not yeah. lose any sleep over it. No, 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 no. I'd, I'd sleep fine. Because <laughs> we, we believe in Dragic, we believe that it would it, that he would change the Mavericks a little bit. That he would make yes. them, he would get them to. I've been saying that the Mavericks are ten percent better. Would he get them to thirty three, or would you say twenty five? That they twenty five. No, I'd say yeah, I'd say like twenty five. Like Lowry is like a thirty three percent better addition, but yeah. Dragic gives them versatility, and there, yeah, I, yeah, I think there's another roster move that could happen too. He adds that secondary creator. Sp- player that we were talking about earlier a guy that could create his own shot and create a shot for others he could help i think unlock porzingis or help porzingis become you know the player that we've seen before setting him up and all that kind of stuff i think that that could be something that helps that helps porzingis for sure and that is it's, probably the biggest key of the season is helping porzingis and i think Dragic would more so than dwight or you know one of these or, or josh green or moses brown like none of those guys are going to help porzingis Dragic could yeah, I, I don't want to go down the whole like Dragic thing again, like how what he would do for the team. So we've done it, but like he would just give another offensive option, like that can create a shot and everything. So I would do that, and you would still have Dorian and Maxi and Reggie Bullock, and you'd still have wings and stuff to surround them. Like Dragic probably wouldn't even be. I mean, he could. I could see a world he's not even in the closing lineup when they have Luca out there with Bullock, Dorian, and Tim. Like I could see that, or Dragic could be out there too. Yeah. So you do that trade for Dragic if that's the deal. And that's uh, that's the the one I kind of think that that is what they're waiting for. But we'll see. Uh, we'll be waiting on October first if nothing happens, and we're just sitting here, and all of a sudden it's like we're just waiting so, uh, around. If you if you've been you've been upset about the Dragic stuff so far, you got six week six more weeks of it, guys. Yeah, uh, Punxsutawney Phil just got raised up. Punxsutawney Mavs man or Punxsutawney champ has just been raised up out of his hole and saw his shadow for sure on this Dragic situation. Coming up, let's get into J.J. Barea. Some news about him and the Dallas Mavericks. Plus, we got Summer League to talk about two games over the weekend. 
Uh, Eugene Omarui also signed his two-way, so we'll talk about him a little bit. Get into all that coming up. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the place to get your car parts for your car or truck. Go there. Check out all the parts available for your car or truck right now. Their prices are always reliably low for every single customer. It's a family business selling do-it-yourselfers. Uh, auto parts for 20 years. They've been doing it for a while. Their their process is sure. It is true. They know what they're doing by now. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. It is really easy to use. You just go there. You search your car. If you need a specific part, you can find it. If you're just looking for, hey, if I'm just browsing, I just want to see what they have, maybe something easy that's simple that you can change yourself, go check it out. See what they have on there. Maybe it's something you've been waiting on changing for a long time that you can just get the part at rockauto.com and change it yourself. Go for it. Go check it out. See what they have. And if you find something, go to rockauto.com. See the parts for your, available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about a Spock? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. If you're out on a run right now, if you're on by the way, if you're on Katy Trail right now, there's a chance if you're there around like 4 p.m., you, you walk by me, and I'm just waiting for one day when somebody walks by me on Katy Trail and says, I'm listening to Lockdown Mavs right now, and that will make my day or make my week at some point. Uh, I saw Tim Callishaw one time on Katy Trail. He did not. He was listening to something. He did not say that it was the Lockdown Mavs podcast. That's probably what it was. What's up, Tim? Be safe out there. <laughs> uh, by the way, another Tim in the media in Dallas. I forget, I a lot of forget sometimes. But Bill Bar is a perfect thing to eat after those runs, after those workouts, after that, because it has a ton of protein in them. For example, the new peanut butter brownie bar has 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, that's it, and 19 grams of protein in it. That's what you need. That's packed full so that you can get your post-workout, whatever you need in. And it's a good thing to, to pass the time between meals and all that kind of stuff. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN, get a 50% or get 15% off your next order with Built Bar. All right, Isaac Harris, let's end here talking about J.J. Barea, and then we'll talk about the summer league. J.J. Barea, in, according to the Dallas Morning News, is going to be hired back to the Dallas Mavericks in a yet-to-be-determined role. So, what do we know? <laughs> it doesn't seem like that tells us anything. But it's always been open for Dirk, and then Mark Cuban made the same pitch to J.J. Barea. You can come back and work for the Mavericks, whatever you want, whatever you want to do. It's you know open-ended. We've heard it a lot about Dirk because people asked a lot, but... Mark Cuban said the same thing for J.J. Barea. Whatever you want to do, you can come back. We've heard that J.J. Barea wants to coach before. We've seen him coach in, in Puerto Rico and all that. If you remember a couple years ago, we had that he was coaching during the summer and the owner like came out and punched a ref, if you remember that. But we've seen J.J. Barea coach before. Maybe that's a role he's interested in, but... Uh, right now, it seems like it's going to happen for next season. That whatever role he's going to be will happen for next season. That's, I think, what I gleaned from this uh, from this headline. Yeah, so he's definitely going to be a, an assistant, and I think it's just it's not going to be one of those. You know, I, I don't think you're going to see him at the you know front of the bench. You know, for every single game, I think there's going to be a, a lot of flexibility with it. Uh, you know, he still has younger kids and stuff too, so. I think as far as like how it's de defined, I'll be curious to see how that is. Uh, or if it, even if he's on the official like coaching staff, it could be more of like a player development thing, but like part time and all this. So we'll see what it looks like. Either way, he's going to be with the organization. He's going to be in some like coaching type of capacity and he's going to be around the team. And this is what we wanted. This is what we expected. And just keep on bringing the 2011 squad <laughs> back. Man. Bring them all back. Bring them all in. I'm, I'm I haven't seen Tyson, though. We haven't. He's still out there doing something. He'll be at training camp. That'd be great. In a jersey. 
If they sign him to one of those training, he's camps, like, "Where's Bob? my starter kit? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my starter kit? <laughs> Where's Nerlens? We got a pizza starter kit over the weekend. It was great. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, JJ Bray coming back. We're excited about it. Any any more 2011 that they can bring back on the team? We're in. We're in on it. Oh, we're all in. You know, I don't think you have a, do you have a limit? How many coaches and like people around the team you can hire? I don't think so. I don't care. There is no limit. Just just keep on bringing them back. Let's bring Peja to front office. Let's get him to a good front. He was, I was going to say a a good front office. He was, him and Vladi were part of that whole, I don't know. Anyway. Can we talk about the most important part of the days in this summer league? I mean, this is a great performance and we haven't even talked about it. I know the Mavericks technically played two games over the weekend. We have not got into it. They lost both of them. Denver. It was an overtime loss that they should have won at at a certain point. The Kings loss was a blowout. That was a close Mm. game for a lot of it. And in the fourth quarter, just the Kings blew it open. So we kind of pushed these to the back burner because We've said this before, but if you haven't listened before, Tyro Terry is out with a groin strain, and so he is not part of this, and he was kind of the one reason why we were following and covering this team. Now, there's Nate Hinton, there's Eugene Omarui now, who are now the two-way players for the Dallas Mavericks, so that seems to matter a little bit. Uh, Omarui had a, a pretty decent game against Denver. He had 20 points in that game. Hinton had 19-7-4 and four in that game, so that was pretty good for them. In the Sacramento game, it's a different story for Omarui, but you can talk about the Denver one first. Well, no, I just want to say about Amarui real quick. He's obviously taken up the the other two way spot. I say taken up. That's probably not the best word to put it. Um, he's the other two way guy with Nate Hinton. Six six, two thirty five. Played at Oregon last year with Chris Duarte. Uh, good Oregon team. Sweet sixteen run. He actually led the team in scoring. Seventeen points a game. Thirty seven percent from three uh, last year. He's athletic guy. Four four year college player. First team All Pac twelve. Like. He was fun last year in college and was a really good player at Oregon. I'll be curious to see like well, how much more potential does he have, you know, than like a Tyler Bay. I was just I know Tyler Bay didn't look the greatest in summer league, uh, but I was really curious about his potential. I want to see what Amaru's potential is. I mean, once again, you can never have enough six six to six nine wings, and <laughs> he's another one. He's he's a thicker guy too, so I'm excited for him. I'm just not putting any like higher expectations up there of. Yeah, all that. Watching him play in summer league, I have a comp. Are you, ready? Are you ready for this? I'm ready. He was a number one overall pick. Anthony he, Bennett? Anthony Bennett. Doesn't he look like Anthony Bennett? The real long arms. Mm. He's 6'6". He can shoot from the outside. He likes to kind of take it inside a little bit. Like, he had a couple shots. I think his first two shots in either the Denver game or the Sacramento game, he got into the post and, like, did the sort of Dirk, like, footwork and then just pushed and, and like, like lean back and took a shot. Like it just seems like he wants lean to do that back. kind of stuff. Lean and he wants back. To, he wants to body players that are a little bit bigger than him. He likes that kind of stuff. I, 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 I saw Anthony Bennett in his game a little bit. Now, Anthony Bennett didn't work in the NBA, but two-way guy, maybe he has the potential. It's interesting. I don't know if that's a compliment. I don't like, know. Hey, he you- was the first overall <laughs> pick, and he's out of the NBA. So it's like, is that a compliment? Is it not? He was the first pick, but he's out of the it's NBA. Like, that's like telling a big, like, man, you know what? EJ, you remind me of the beat. Nikolaj Kidisvili is really what your game emulates to me. <laughs> but I mean, he's a two-way guy. I mean, him and Nate Hinton. I don't expect if they're getting a lot of minutes for the Mavericks next, you know, this season, then uh, it's a dark world out there for us. 
we've reached some low moments of the pod if the two-way guys are playing heavy minutes for the Mavs. Speaking of low moments, we've gotten to the Sacramento Kings versus Dallas Mavericks game. The Mavericks lost this game, I think, by 20 or something. Uh, in the fourth quarter, this was kind of the big moment over the weekend. Omarui, so we'll go back a little bit. The Mavs and Kings were, were really close, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, trading buckets. Oh, break this down. I can't wait. It was pretty equal. Then all of a sudden, the Kings started getting stops, and they started getting a bunch of stops, and they have some athletes on this team. Like, Jemias mm. Ramsey was Good getting synergy out of transition a lot. They were, they were dunking all over the place. Like all these wide-open dunks. And the biggest guy on the floor for, was for the Mavericks was, was Robert Franks, and he's, like, not the biggest guy. He's, like, what, 6'9", like, not even. And so... They didn't have anybody protecting the rim at all. And they didn't have a ton of guys getting, got hurt too. getting back in transition defense. And so then they were the Kings were dunking. They were dunking. They were getting out in transition, all this kind of stuff. They were screaming and howling and yelling. And all of a sudden, it just got to be, it got to be a little bit out of control. And then all of a sudden, Chemezi Metu comes through. He's all by himself in the paint. He goes up for a dunk. And it was just another dunk. Like he probably would have been. I don't know, their 10th, 11th dunk in the quarter or something like that. It was just a lot. And Eugene Amarui comes over and isn't going to get to the ball, like nowhere close to the ball because Chemezi Metu's way up in the air. And Eugene Amarui pushes him in the air, which is just a dirty, not great play. Hard foul for sure. It's not like he grabbed him and threw him, but his arm got to his got to the body and pushed him in the air. And Chemezi Metu fell down. And Chemezi Metu then gets up. Gets, gets right back into Omaru's face and just takes a big right hook, like a swing, right at right at Omaru's cheek and, and connects on it. And then Omaru runs away. Then all of a sudden he realizes what's ha- what happens, and he runs back, and the refs and everybody are trying to separate all those guys. Omaru gets taken back to the locker room. Chemezi Metu gets ejected. A flagrant two called on Omaru. He's out of the game. And it was just this big thing. And I had just watched the I had just watched the Mouse of the Palace thing too. So it was immediate like, oh dang, all of a sudden this this is like happening again. But that happened. And with Chimezi Metu, you're like, dang, he just kinda it was kind of it was a dirty play from Amarui for sure. It was a hard foul and all that. It's it's kinda awful. You don't want to hurt people in the air for sure or hit people in the air. They're pretty vulnerable up there. But for Chimezi Metu, there's a different level of le- level for it. Because Jonas Valanciunas did the same. Jonas Valanciunas did the same thing to him last season, and he broke his wrist. And so there's a little bit more on it for him. So that same exact play happens, and the way he reacted was not great and not good to come back and swing. But you kind of understand if, if a guy was like, "Man, I lost my almost my whole rookie season because of that," and now it's it's happening again in summer league. All yeah, all that to say, it was notable and interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it brought some excitement to the game, but yeah, I mean, it was a bad foul by Omarui, but I mean, he, Metu can't react like that. And I mean, yeah. he like weirdly hit him with like his forearm. It was like a, I don't know. He like swung and hit him with his arm and it looked like it hurt Omarui, but let's just, let's just get that last game out of there and just get out of Vegas. <laughs> yeah. This, At this point, this Mavericks team is maybe one of the worst rosters out there right? well they don't have a draft pick on the roster they don't so. have a draft pick there's nobody like returning from last season besides nate Hinton, i guess which they didn't play last season but there's nobody that there's nobody like that there's no like ringer like michael beasley or any, anybody on the team brandon knight is not on the team if we had if we if we had locked on brandon knight right now that would be uh yeah. on lockdown nba on friday me and Adam went through, and I, I went through the top 10 WTF players. I actually put the clip on our YouTube, uh, Lockdown Mavs YouTube. 
the dot ten, top 10 WTF players like, oh my gosh, that guy's playing in summer league. And we were like, okay, what's the number of millions of dollars you have to hit in your career to not be allowed to come to summer league? Like at a certain point, you're like, okay, Brandon Knight, you've made $87 million in your career. Like you just can't be coming back to summer league. <laughs> Kenneth Freed, you made $50 million in your career. Like you just can't be <laughs> coming back to summer league. What's the number? That's crazy. Brandon Knight's made that much money. He he had that huge like second contract and then he just kept playing. He's only twenty nine too. That's insane. I know. Huh. It's a lot. I don't know. If you get a second contract, then feels like yeah, it feels like that's yeah. it. There you go. That's a bunch of random stuff. That's what a Monday is going to be like because it's just kind of a news dump. There's a lot of things that happen. Summer League. But the Patrick Beverly thing is still out there. Let us know in the comments what you think about that. Let us know what you think about the Dragic waiting until October 1st for Josh Green. And, oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. And Moses Brown and all that kind of stuff. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Dallas on the road in the regular season. That record was identical to their home record. 21-15. and 15. And it's a good road start today. A drive by Luka. A finish by Doncic. A foul on Patrick. I think when you're... Uh...